interviews. Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You're listening to a fantastic interviewer, Steve Brittenham, on Hollywood and Beyond. Wowie Zowie Citizens to the Batmobile. Hi, Stephen. This is Emily Proctor calling you. Hi, Stephen. It's Melissa Anderson calling you. Mr. Brittingham, this is Bill Duke. How are you, sir? Stephen, this is Patrick Duffy. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. Your home for meaningful and in-depth interviews. For more guest and show news, please visit HollywoodBeyond.net. Hey, Supernatural fans, this is Carrie Gonzell inviting you to join me for Creation's Supernatural Convention in Arlington, Virginia, this coming August 12th through 14th. I will be there along with all of your favorite Supernatural stars. Join me for a free screening of Just My Imagination. I will be hosting along with the hilarious Nate Torrance, who plays Sully. There will be autographs, photo ops, a karaoke night, and so much more. Get your tickets at creationent.com. Don't miss out. Get yours today. Hello, this is Anna East Eden. Have a question or comment for Stephen? You can send them anytime to the show's official email address, hollywoodandbeyondshow at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, who just happens to be me, your host. Thank you, friends and listeners, for doing just that, listening. And for all of the wonderful support, too. Thanks so much. As host, I strive to bring you meaningful interviews. And my special guest today, whose creative and personal efforts helps exemplify meaningful ambitions, is a truly amazing and talented lady. Jade Zeroff is here to share why her commitment to environmental issues are so close to her heart, and why artistic projects such as acting and singing bring her so much joy. Jade is the founder of Entertainment for Change. Trust me when I say I'm looking forward to learning much more about that from Jade today. And she has taken her passion for the environment to a web series titled Jade and Jaded, which you can now see on YouTube. Highly recommend it. Informative, but also very, very entertaining and, and definitely hilarious. I have to get them on board somehow. Where did those come from? Look, it always comes down to spreading my core philosophy. Always choose organic, ethically sourced, cruelty-free, huh. and eco-friendly. Oh, don't do this. I believe it was the 10th grade field trip, Museum of Natural History. Sarah, I thought we were past this. You scarfed down that street meat and you loved it. I was hungry! There were options. It's the Upper West Side. You threw away like an entire case of plastic water bottles after the freshman mixer. Yes, but then I learned that you have to remove the caps, rinse the bottles, remove the labels, and crush the bottles to save space, because I learned from my you mistake. You were even meditating before you met me. Before you started hanging out at my place, you were totally and completely unmindful. Jade has even spoken at the United Nations. Well, 
I actually could go on and on, but I'd rather Jade share these details with you. And let's go ahead and welcome her to the show now. Jade Zeroff, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on this virtual experience that we all are uh, engaging in these days. Everything is very accessible. So I don't know that. Um, I think the phone and internet and all the technology out there for connecting us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll tell you what, there's so many ways to communicate these days, it seems like. Right. But yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, you are most welcome, and it's my honor and pleasure to have you as my guest today. So thanks once again. You know, I could have continued my description regarding your efforts and projects, Jade. I mean, the list literally goes on and on. It's, it's kind of a matter of going, you know, I think I'll take some of the highlights, but I'll save some of the rest for later. Because literally, there are so many ways that I could describe you. Because you have uh, so many projects that you've invested yourself into, that I, many that I've mentioned, but also many that I did not. So I just wanted to start off by saying, how much I admire that. I was very inspired the more I learned about you. And I just think, you know, you are an absolutely amazing person. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like we definitely are starting to live in like a multifaceted world. And um, it's an interesting navigation exercise to identify as something as one thing these days, at least for me to speak for myself. So when someone says like, what are you, what do you do? I love to kind of be um, a little meta about it and say, well, I'm Jade doing Jade. And then these are all the different things that I love to do. And often we tie what we are to what I think the financial compensation, um, you know, or what we yeah, what we're literally making money from. And I think that um, we're much more than that. So I like to just kind of share all of it. <laughs> Sounds fantastic to me. That's a great answer. And I I am kind of uh, been contemplating how to answer that question. When people ask me like, what, what, what do I actually do? Because I also do many other things besides being a podcast host. And uh, it's 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 nice to have a lot of avenues to express yourself, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's it's almost kind of becoming the norm these days, too. Yes, it sure is. I think a lot of things are different these days. I think it's like life itself has been shaken. You know, kind of like a big hand was taking the the earth as we know it and shaking it a little bit because so many things seem sort of the same, but in actuality, so many things seem different and it's very surreal at times. It's like, wow, it's kind of like things used to be a few years ago. And then all of a sudden you're reminded you go somewhere else and you're like, ah, it's actually not. Totally. Well, yeah. I'm here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Where are you joining me from today? I am in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Wow. How are things in uh, that neck of the woods, so to speak? 
Not too shabby. Very <laughs> hot. Um, it's very hot around here these days. But, um, yeah, I love New York. I was a born New Yorker. I grew up in Florida, but I was born in the city. And I never really had been exposed to Brooklyn too much growing up because when I did visit the city growing up in Florida, I went straight to the city and stayed there. Um, but now I'm in Brooklyn and I really love it. It's very quaint and very community oriented. And, um, you know, with between the coffee shops I go to and yoga studios I go to, I'm finding that I'm seeing a lot of the same people and, um, it's really nice. And then I'm still so close to the city and obviously, you know, having went through, having gone through a global pandemic, we, I think, have all kind of shifted in some way, but in a sense it's brought us a lot closer because we've experienced this, uh, this very intense new human experience together that it's easy to connect with someone by just kind of saying COVID-19. So, um, you know, everybody's getting back on their feet and they're in the way that they're figuring out how to, and, uh, long, short answer is it's great. Nice and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the long answer too, but I'm glad to hear that things are going really good on your end. Uh, that does sound fantastic. You said the magic word a few moments ago, and that is coffee, because I love <laughs> coffee. I'm a person that appreciates strong, fresh black coffee. That's just the way I prefer it. And um, I like to tell people, uh, half jokingly, actually, that my coffee's world famous. So, just uh, something I wanted to share with you. Oh well, <laughs> I that is a very interesting way to get me to buy a ticket to Cincinnati as soon as possible. <laughs> well, I'm all for it, and um, I might even share the recipe with you and, and the secrets. Oh my goodness! Please, <laughs> please, I know where to find you after this. Oh. That's right. Well, I sure hope if you do come to the Queen City that we can have some coffee together. That would that would just be wonderful. Yes, please. And you know, Jade, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, your life there, when you entered the world, I thought it was in a somewhat rather unique way, at least it seems to be for these days. And, and that is that um, you were born inside a New York apartment. And you were home birthed. I was. It's the truth. Well, what a start was, uh, to the world. <laughs> it was It was quite the start to the world. My mom <laughs> loves to tell everybody she meets about my birth story. And um, it was funny because I lived only about three blocks away for about two years for a while. And uh, anytime I went with my mom to my apartment, she was like, that's where you were born. Oh, so wow. It's, it's a, it definitely added the sentimental value to the street uh, for the years that I lived there. And these two uh, men who were cleaning the windows, they were on their scaffold and it got stuck at our window while my mom was in labor. So they knocked on our window at one point and they were like trying to get through our get to our inside of our apartment because they didn't know what else to do. And my mom was like fully in it. And my dad was like, she's in labor. And they're like, we're in the labor union too. He's like, no, 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 no. 
different, different thing. <laughs> so, um, I definitely got like as New York of an experience as possible <laughs> as soon as I. <laughs> I didn't know about that part of the story. Wow. Oh, well, now I just wanted to <laughs> give you a glimpse so you could really be Thank there. You. <laughs> Thank you. That does add a lot to it. So if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, you can show me where this place is and go, hey, there's the place. I will. <laughs> I will. I know some really great uh, coffee shops in that area, too. Oh, man. That does sound, that, that sound nice. Well, uh, you know, when I was researching and learning more about you, Jade, which was just so much fun for me personally, um, I get the feeling that, speaking of your mother, I get the feeling that she has been quite the influence on you, even from a very young age. Yeah, she definitely has. She was kind of a, or is, um, a pioneer of, sustainable fashion and she started the largest health institute in the country called the institute for integrative nutrition out of our basement a couple of years before i was born and then in 1995 when i was born she then started a company and transitioned out of food and into fiber uh and started this company called under the canopy which was her first fashion brand because her whole concept and mission was to make uh, sustainable fashion, sexy and affordable and, uh, and just integrate that into the industry in a way, in a new and, and innovative way. And I think that, um, when she first was starting out, people were like, no, thank you. Like, I don't really, it's a lot of sustainable fashion, boxy and beige and boring. And, um, she's really fought for what she believed in and kept going and, um, different iterations of her company, uh, came about throughout the years. And, She's still doing it, and so now in her in her career, people are very much respecting her and wanting her mentorship and desiring a uh, partnership with her because she was doing it when nobody else was, and now everybody's doing it. So she was definitely someone in my life, obviously the most important in my life, uh, person in my life to, to kind of exemplify, like, bringing an idea into the world that doesn't exist really. And then believing in it so wholeheartedly that you can allow other people to see the vision that you see if you really fundamentally believe in it. And so I think that's really shaped my way in which I approach any work that I do because I'm able to go, okay, like, I don't have a sense of style, so I didn't want to do fashion, but art is my version of that. And I believe that art is the, is the necessary component to a specifically kid or teen's um, life. And for them to be able to be exposed to it or engage with it on some level is what will allow them to have a deeper sense of their, themselves and their relationship with the world and the people around them. And so I'm a big believer of, art and impact and hence the work I do now. So she definitely, again, another passion tangent has been very influential in my life. Sounds like an amazing lady. I really admire what she was able to accomplish and stick into her vision and, and, and something that she believed that she could do. And, and that is just, uh, that is just wonderful. Now these clothes, these are the ones that have been showcased on QVC. 
Yeah, yeah. And you have as well. (laughs) She definitely, yep, she's recruited me to uh, be, I'm the backup on-air guest for her. So when she can't go on, I will go on for her. It's a skill set. It's a very specific skill set, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you 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 do a great job. I I thought, wow. I mean, I would want to buy some of these if it was something I would wear. You know, you know. And uh, I thought, very appealing job by you, and uh, you are very natural. And hey, that is just wonderful. I want to wish her continued success with all of that. Thank you. Thanks for asking too. I love, obviously, I'm biased, but I love talking about my mom and how much I love my mom. Both her and the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes two of us. I was raised by my grandparents, Jade, and I actually called my grandmother mom when I was growing up. Oh. And to take it a step further, this might be something you may have not encountered with someone as much before. I actually didn't even know she was my grandmother for several years. Wow. And it was quite obviously the unexpected twist to find that out later but I was always very close to her and even to this day I think of so many things and that that she taught me or uh, left for me to hold on to so I totally understand uh, how you feel regarding your mom that's really special well thank you thank you I really appreciate it yeah very special and um and beautiful that she was able to really step into that and like own that, uh, the importance of that role in your life. You're right. It's on my biological father's side of the family. So the Brittingham side and literally, I mean, she had just raised three of her children, right? I mean, literally here I come and basically she was told like, if you guys don't keep them, he is headed to the orphanage tomorrow. So wow. now's the time. And I mean, who knows where I would have wound up? Who knows what kind of life I would have had? But uh, how, even to this day, I can't help but still feel so much gratefulness towards both her and my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well... Now, we have two very important things in common. We both love (laughs) our mothers, and we both love our morning coffee. Oh, yes, most definitely. If you ever need anything (laughs) from me, Jade, just offer me some coffee, and you know what? You can probably get it. So it's like a a bargaining (laughs) chip. (laughs) I'm taking notes. Done and done. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this, though. I'm very curious. How did your interest in singing and acting or anything artistic, like how did that start for you? My great, great uncle, who has now passed away, wrote Cabaret the Musical. And so I was very much, yeah, I was very exposed to theater at an early age. Um, Through my mom's love of theater and my grandma's love of theater. I'm very, very close with my grandmother. And so she introduced, like, a very deep sense of, um, yeah, just theater being such an important component to life and, and, like, a teacher of life. And 
especially cabaret and she loves me. Uh, he wrote as well. So um, I jokingly, I mean, I didn't really have a relationship with him when I was younger because he really wasn't someone that liked spending time with kids, honestly. He just wasn't his, um, I think it made him feel, I don't want to, I don't want to assume anything, but I think it made him feel uncomfortable because he didn't really know like how to uh, interact with them. So I until I, when I was about, when I was in high school, really, I, I said like, I want to have a relationship with him because I, at that point I was doing high school theater um, and like rushing shows myself. And, um, and then I started seeing him all the time and um, yeah. And then film kind of came uh, from college, I went to a film school, but studied theater, uh, at Emerson in Boston. And so I started kind of like testing different mediums and being open to different mediums and podcasts and all these different things and voiceover I fell in love with. And, um, so like kind of in the artist path of my life also multifaceted, but, uh, but theater was the, the birth of it all. I was always a, a very geeky thespian when I was younger. <laughs> well, I would have liked hanging out with you then because that's how my journey started. It was in high school drama. I love it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, as much as I like to think of myself as sociable, um, you probably know what I'm trying to say when I mention that. That doesn't mean, though, that when you try something new, your stomach's not in knots. And I suddenly became like, oh my goodness, can I actually do this, even though I want to? I remember the first play I did, it's opening night, I'm backstage, and I literally got dizzy from like hearing the audience. You know how you can hear them cough and move around? And I'm like, oh my God, it's about to happen. And then Jade, the moment the curtain went up and I stepped onto the stage, it all went away. Yeah, Totally. Totally. That's the best feeling when you're like so <laughs> afraid and then you just trust in like the yeah. love of it. And then, and then you have fun with it and it's, yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. And you've done a lot of theater like in, it, during schools uh, years, right? Like high school and, and also college. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did theater um, heavily in, in high school. And then um, I, in college, switched my major from musical theater to acting. And after I switched my major, I was doing a lot of musicals, but then uh, moved into doing a lot of plays and a lot of new work plays too, which was so fun oh, for wow. me. Um, because we had, uh, we had a director fully dedicated to putting these new work shows on their feet. And so we would have writers from New York City come in and work directly with the college. And I was cast in three of those plays. So I was able to like just create a character, which was my favorite thing ever. I like loved, loved, loved uh, starting from like square one and really diving into like what my, my relationship with this character that's never been brought to life before was. And uh, so fun. So fun. Wow. Yeah, I like the creation process too. I totally get you there. That's that's one of the things I look forward to the most. And, and you can create empathy towards 
situations maybe you didn't know much about or perspectives. So that's another thing I love about acting. To me, one of the most powerful things is that it puts empathy out there, you know, depending upon the material, of course, but um, so many projects offer situations that we can learn from. And I have to tell you, Jade, my favorite character on stage was portraying Bernie Dodd from The Country Girl Mm. in North Carolina. And I won the part, even though it was kind of meant for someone a few years older, but uh, to this day... Just creating that character and stepping into his shoes was just such a treat. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And what then, the character being older, was that, did you have to kind of figure out how to fulfill the generational gap, depending on how much older that character was meant to, you know, like, did you figure that out or was it a team effort? Oh, wow. Kind of- That's an excellent question. It really is. Thanks for asking. Mm. Well, uh, you know what really was in, you know, a benefit to me was being raised by older people. I was kind of already like comfortable in that mindset. Um, having older parents, of course, being my grandparents, it actually, that part actually wasn't as difficult for me. Um, sometimes for some reason, it's very interesting when I was in my 20s, sometimes folks would think I was actually in my 30s. But they always would say it's not that I looked like I was older. They just said I behaved like I was maybe a few years older than my age. And that probably has to do with their influence on me. Yeah, old soul. Although I have a big-time fun side, so many folks don't know (laughs) (laughs) I can throw people off that way. Well, Jade, I just thought I'd ask for fun because you know this doing theater. You know, sometimes there are mishaps while it's actually a live performance. Uh, Do you recall anything in particular that stands out maybe in a big way where someone forgot lines or a prop falls apart or something really crazy happened? Yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. (laughs) Um, When I was in high school, I was in a show called Zombie Prom, and I was, uh, I was like, it was like a 50s musical about a girl who fell in love with a guy who then fell into a nuclear power plant and turned into a zombie, but they still were in love even after he had turned into a zombie. So then they went to prom together and I was, I had this song called easy to stay and I was on my bed and the bed comes out um, and moves towards downstage uh, as I start the song. And as I was starting the song, um, during the interlude of, the, of the, the beginning of the song, a prop that was hung up over my head went straight down and missed, and it was a huge, huge prop, missed my head by like an inch. And they went straight to blackout and oh. took me off stage and like potentially could have been the wow. end of my life if they, it didn't hit my head or if it had hit my head. But um, I'm here oh, to my. tell the story. You, you are. I'm glad that you are. Yeah, but I wow. haven't thought about that in a while. But it was one of these like life moments where you're kind <laughs> of like, wow, that was a close one. <laughs> Doing theater can be a little dangerous at times. <laughs> it can be a little dangerous. 
Yep. Well, mine was drinking warm milk one stage. Yep. The prop you department left out too milk. long. Yes. It was a scene mm. where I'm a psychiatrist. I'm helping this patient who's has a lot of emotional issues, doesn't talk much. The play's called David and Lisa. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I was a psychiatrist. And when I took a drink, I mean, I could tell it was not very uh, pleasant to drink. I just was, I just believe you try to stay in character no matter what. So I just kind of pursed my lips a lot and was kind of looking up at the sky. But my fellow actor, his face turned completely red because I just thought he knew what was happening because he drank the two and he had much more difficulty staying in character than I did. But that's something I remember. Wow. <laughs> those those, those uh, moments really sit with you. Yeah, they, you know, they sure do. You know, just think of that, that little moment all these years later, and it's still fun to talk about. And like listening to sure. your story, I, I could listen to those stories all day. So maybe when we yeah. have that coffee. <laughs> we'll have a lot. Thankfully, I don't have too many of the stories in which I ah. uh, almost lose, lose my life to a prop. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad for that. Well, I look forward to hearing those someday. And I tell you what, before we get to your web series, I cannot wait to discuss it. Uh, let me just say this again. Hilarious. I, I just, it was just so funny. So funny. You two worked so well together and you have excellent comedic timing, by the way. It's just something I picked up Aww. on. It's just such uh, 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 fun to watch that series. But I thought I would continue with something I came across that you did in college um, in Boston um, at Emerson, and that is you created a, um, was it a program that highlighted Earth Day awareness? And I thought I would ask you about that. Yeah, thanks. Um, yes, I created and produced an event that I pitched to the college because at the time I was an eco-representative, so I was essentially begging students on campus to recycle, and everybody was like, please leave me alone, it's a Monday morning. It's cold out. <laughs> and because it was a small liberal arts, liberal arts school, I started to think, like, why aren't we using our arts to advocate for the change that we believe in? And um, so the Emerson Green Gala was what I came up with. And it was a celebration of Earth Day through various forms of artistic expression. So acapella, dance, comedy, um, all these different uh, mediums to express yourself. I was like, just share your love of the planet, whatever that means to you. You can change the lyrics to your favorite song or, and then that was what it was. It was a kind of talent show. And the second year I made it a competition. So the winner got a thousand dollars. So it incentivized higher quality work and sponsors and judges. And, um, and it was really fun. And then, uh, that then informed the rest of the work that I still do today. And, yeah, that was like my version of doing what I had watched my mom do for so many years. But I was more passionate about like not using fashion as the vehicle, as I said before, but more so how do we use art to communicate these really big, like more often than not overwhelming messages and make it fun and make it attainable. And yeah, uh, and the event, I'm grateful for Emerson College to give me the opportunity to bring a, an idea I had to life. 
Very nice. Wow. You do that a lot, by the way, Jade. B- bring ideas to life. Kind of, yeah. I guess it's kind of my thing. <laughs> really. Or you at least make the effort to do so. And many of the times you, you do it extremely well. Um, that's wonderful. You know, I have to tell you that like plastic bags, which are still used in grocery stores and whatnot here in Ohio, you know, at the store, I just can no longer use them for so many reasons. But Jade, it's interesting to me, even at the checkout line, right? And the grocery bagger will say, paper or plastic? Even when I say paper, if I didn't bring my bag, because that's easier to recycle, right? So many times they stare at me. Like, even though he asked me the question, he just assumed I would say plastic. Like, almost like he's not grasping, and he's like, oh, paper. And I'm like, yes, please. And then when I'm in the self-checkout, I'm like the only person. I mean, I can't tell you how many times this happened. I'm the only person using a bag or paper bag. And I I just, I think that's such a shame, you know, the, the amount of usage. And sometimes these people put only like two or three things in the bag. And I'm like, wow, they didn't even really fill it up. And I'm not trying to be judgmental, don't get me wrong. But I just, uh, it's something that, you know, is important to me, environmental issues. And that was one reason why I was looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, You know, everybody's on their own journey to figure out what changing behavior and changing habit, I think is like the fundamental difficulty that a lot of human beings face, including myself. Like I... I even know that, or I even admit the fact that, like, I'm not perfect. There's a lot of things that I could be doing differently or, quote-unquote, better, um, which is why I'm so passionate about uh, talking to kids and youth because, like, they haven't really integrated a lot of, quote-unquote, bad habits um, in ways that have, like, impacted their life for a significant amount of time. And so they're still, like, developmentally able to shift normal behaviors and also normal belief systems and thoughts that they have, you know, like you can still, you can still inspire and empower young people in a way that I don't know adults so easily, uh, like latch onto. Sure. Sure. Well, that's wonderful that you're trying to make a difference with youth and you're right. I mean, that's a that's the that's the time to to try to to do so, or at least it can make a big difference in the long run. And and trust me, Jade, I'm right with you. Um, I'm definitely Mister Imperfect, no doubt about it. Uh, you should see me how many times I lose my keys in a week. It's it's rather remarkable. <laughs> um, I, I tell myself, oh, I won't forget this spot if I don't put it in the right spot, like I should. I'm like, eh, I'll remember. And then the next day, I'm like, oh yeah. my goodness, what did I do with my keys or wallet? Um, so, <laughs> well, that's wonderful, and I cannot wait to talk about entertainment for change. But I thought we would shift gears to the web series Jade and Jaded. Like I mentioned previously, you you gave really outstanding performance and. And, and so did your co-star. So how did that all come about? I was nannying and my first move to the city and I was seeing like the obsession of vloggers. And because I've been raised in this, 
this sustainability um, wellness world, I was like, it's so normal to me. All of these like things that I poke fun at in the series, <laughs> these things were just like my life. And so the marriage of those two ideas was where Jade and Jaded formed um, as an idea in my head. I was like, I don't want to wake up and vlog my whole life, but what if there was a story about a girl who did do that? And I made a Facebook post and a girl uh, who I went to college with reached out and we, that that's the power of collaboration. I don't know that I identify as a writer. Um, So I was seeking a writer to bring the idea to life. And then we created Jade and Jaded and Sarah Franco and then her co-writer Kendall. um, They both did a really, I think, beautiful job of, making fun of me honestly (laughs) but like in in a way that that was fun and um and like in uh yeah 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 it was that that's 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 the the seed that was planted it is fun it is fun you have such good comedic timing and um you know i just really wanted to to see more and more like i wish it was like three times as many episodes because it was just to me it was that fun much fun and um and i like how you can have you know a little fun with yourself and and you're like you know and that's cool you're okay with that and hey speaking of plastic bags jade remember the episode one where you guys are outside in the city at night yeah you had been uh karaoke i believe and and things got out of hand and that lady comes up to you too and she's like hey are um are we just burning the stores with plastic bags in this area or are we doing like more areas because i got to get up early in the morning and the look on your face just it was just priceless just priceless oh thank you yeah if you want um to bring me around to a couple grocery stores i can (laughs) probably reenact that face more times. Hey, that would be fun. That's something we could do, right? We could go in front of a grocery store. Do you still have that outfit though of, you know, the earth? <laughs> oh, I mean, I sleep with okay. it at night, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I I figured you did have it nearby, so that's good. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Now, this was well received apparently. I, I can see why. Is there plans to do any more or was this kind of like just a one time deal? Um, great question. We're actually transparently speaking, trying to figure out the next step. We did really well with the festival circuit. Um, there's a lot of content out there. Our our goal and I think dream would be to sell the content to a larger distributor so that it could be literally seen by more people. Um, and then we're super open to doing another season. I just think that um, it takes money and it takes time. And we self, I'm, I'm proud to say that we self-funded it and self-distributed it. Um, but in order to, to do it all over again, I think that we're being more mindful of like what we learned and how to move forward in a more strategic way. Well, I, I will be cheering you on if that happens and, um, there's ever anything I can do, help get the word out or anything at all. Just please holler. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I really recommend anybody listening out there, as soon as you're done with this uh, episode listening, or if you haven't seen it already, definitely go give it a, a view on, over on YouTube. Well, Entertainment for Change, 
to me, Jade, this is like the perfect title because I feel like that is partially how I could describe you, an artist for change. I mean, you're talented, no doubt about it, but I just feel like you're also trying to make an impact and a difference. And you do. So great title, but how did you come about um, starting Entertainment for Change? Um, thanks for saying that. Um, I Most welcome. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I kind of was always like, why isn't there Entertainment for Change? And that alone was enough for me to be like, well, let me just make that happen. And um, I really was trying to figure out, like, what was Entertainment for Change's voice in the world? What was the need that we were filling? And, um, again, so many different iterations of Entertainment for Change throughout the years. I've had it for, I incorporated it in 2016. So uh, I... I now have learned that entertainment for change is to foster the next generation of what we call impact artists, which is a young person using their art for some form of impact in the world, specifically aligned to one or more of the 17 sustainable development goals of the United Nations. Because at first I was like, let's change the world through art. And people were like, good luck with that. And when I first <laughs> came across the UNSCGs, I thought that they, 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 had a really solid framework for what we were all kind of working on globally, but allowing each individual to put their voice behind something specific. And, um, and as you said, you know, like my whole work and like purpose has been aligned to being an impact artist. So uh, mm-hmm. I just tried to figure out like, what am I doing? And with no ego, like how can I share what I'm doing in a, methodology that makes sense in like a specific uh, step-by-step process. And so being an impact artist and entertainment for change being the vehicle of that, it's like, why aren't we using entertainment for change? I think we accidentally do that all the time. Like even what you're doing and your mission to share a deeper sense of someone's story and a deeper conversation in this format is uh, what people need. And my opinion, it's like, listening to people's stories and being like, Oh my God, I struggled with that. Or I, I love doing that. Or that's, that's beautiful. And I think if we were intentional about using that entertainment for cultural norms that actually benefit every human being and um, have diversity and inclusion and things that we're always discussing at the forefront, then, uh, we live in a different world, I think. Mm-hmm. We sure would. Well, I applaud your efforts very much. Thank you. And again, you. if there's anything I can do in regards to entertainment for change, you know, please let me know. I would be sincerely interested in, in helping in any way I can, um, most definitely. And I, I, I have to tell you, I've often thought about with all the things that's going on with climate change and, and other very serious issues is, you know, it's easy to get in denial. It's easy to put things to the side, but I think that's kind of been going on a little bit too long. And um, 
You know, just think, if so many people came together to help take care of the earth, it could just make all the difference. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Because there sure are a lot of beautiful places out there, and and we sure like to keep it that way if we can. I agree. Well, I'm very impressed with that, and um, that is absolutely wonderful. Now, if folks want to learn more about it, I usually save this for the end, but I might as well mention it. You know, you have information on a website for that. Yes. Go to at jaderoff or jaderoff.com. Not, you can find uh, Entertainment for Change and Jade and Jaded through those platforms. Or you can go to at Entertainment for Change or entertainmentforchange.com or jadeandjaded.com or at jadeandjaded. Well, you got the list there. Now, how is this how you were able to become, a, you know, a speaker at the United Nations? I, I saw a clip of that, and I thought, wow, this is great. You had the audience going there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, <laughs> I, I have a, a friend. Um, it's kind of always like a friend of a friend of a friend, but I had just produced a song called The Hashtag SDG Groove, and it was like, a way in which you could learn all the 17 sustainable development goals because I struggled to memorize them. And I was like, well, there should be a song that you can, you know, learn the song and then you learn the, all the SDGs and um, got noticed. And then I spoke on a panel at a, an event called the SDG Media Summit. And so it was using media to drive change. And the SDG group was very aligned to that messaging. So I spoke on behalf of using music as a tool for uh, education. Wow. I mean, see what I mean, Jade? There's just, um, it wasn't easy trying to come up with your introduction to a certain extent, because I'm like, <laughs> I say, I, uh, how do I do this without not making it 10 minutes? <laughs> not that I mind, but um, you just, you've Aww. just done so much. And um, wow. So no doubt your mom is very proud of you and so many other folks are as well. And um, I'm excited to have a new person to cheer on now that I've learned about, you know, so much about you. Um, well, let me ask you, despite all of this impressive achievements and efforts on your part, I mean, what do you like to do for fun if you do actually have some serious downtime? Let's just say it's a Saturday, for example. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. Like, what would you do on most of those days? Oh, I love that question. Um, I'm a big, like, ironically, and similarly to just how I go about my career life, I guess, I, I'm, I, I like to just try new things for fun. I love oh, to go to new places. Yeah. Traveling is my favorite thing. So if I have a free Saturday, I'm often, like, exploring those lists that people are putting together, which I appreciate. Shout out to everyone who's doing it, of, like, here are all the random things that you can do, whether it be a painting class, a cooking class, a, oh, wow. a, like a wine tasting, go to a random city. I do a lot of traveling, both for, uh, for work and fun. So I think it really is um, kind of dependent on like what is available to me. And yeah. then I'm very quick to say yes to anything. Oh, wow. If someone says like, why don't we do this? I'm like, okay, sounds fun. I'm a lover of life. Well, I'll tell you what. Too bad you're not my neighbor because I have an adventurous heart, too. I like to try all kinds of different things. 
I have a green thumb, which I got from my grandmother. No surprise there. And um, so I have a lot of adventures with flowers and plants. And my next big thing is I just got a guitar recently, and I'm self-teaching. Because I, I do have a love for music. Um, and I guess I'm going to try to figure out what kind of voice I have. That might be the scary part. I have no training in singing. That's one area I just have no training in singing. Um, got it. So if windows break yeah. and something like that happens, that might be a sign not to sing. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. An adventurous heart. I definitely feel yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, well, in fact, some days, Jay, to be honest, like what we're talking about, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, the list is so long. There's so much I'd like to do. So sometimes I just take a walk (laughs) to try to make a decision of how I'm going to take my day, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely resonate deeply with that. Well, before I ask you about what's on the horizon, I, I just thought I would ask, in addition to your mother because I know she has had a, such a positive impact on you, clear to me. But besides her, when you think of a mentor or two, um, who would come to mind? Um, definitely my grandmother as well. Uh, grandmother, okay. Yeah, I, I, her positivity and outlook on life and uh, love for her family, and these are all values that I have been really instilled in my day-to-day and um and drew barrymore i've been answering that question with drew barrymore because she's had an incredible career as an artist but also for me like as a mother an educator uh, um, a female who has just this incredible energy uh and and shares authentically with whoever she's speaking to. So I really love her. Um, And mentor-wise, I mean, I love to, like, be mentored by everyone I connect with in my life. Similarly to, like, the adventure Mm. part, kind of, I see a pattern here. But but everyone that I talk to, I try to take a little piece of my experience with them. And, and, uh, yeah. That's a wonderful answer. Yeah, it's interesting how we kind of have similar perspective on things. You know, if I won an award, someone actually asked me this, like, they said, hey, let's just say you won an award for acting. I'm just curious, what would you include in your speech? I can't say for sure what everything would be, but I know that one of the first things I feel like in my heart, the answer was rather easy for me, and that is, really, this award isn't so much about me as it is a reflection of all the people I... I've encountered through my life. Like this is as much theirs as it could ever be mine. The influence of friends and supporters. and Yeah. If I were to win an award. Yeah. Um, what friends would I think? Um, gosh, I think so funny it's like everyone has had such an imprint on my life and um and i i love uh i love that part of life um but i would definitely i mean my my partner my boyfriend he is really 
he's really, really uh, um, a thoughtful, thoughtful, caring individual who both shares advice and also lets me figure it out myself. And I think um, just us two being independent people and just sharing love with each other is really um, something I appreciate. And I have close friends like Sydney and uh, Olivia and Taylor and um, just incredible women who also cheer me on and I do the same for them. And um, everyone in my family, honestly, like I'm a very family oriented person. So all of my aunts, all of my uncles, all of my cousins, my little brother. Yeah. I, I probably would write a list of everyone in my family and it's a big family and then like read it off really fast. (laughs) There you go. See, it makes sense now when you watch like the Oscars or an award ceremony, there are people that get those lists out and, and now it kind of makes sense to us, doesn't it? Because you totally. do think Oh my gosh. It's like almost, <laughs> it's so difficult for me to be like, all right, now I have to like edit that list. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll tell you what, Jade, no doubt you have uh, a few awards down the road uh, awaiting for you. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And what future projects are around the corner? I mean, do you have anything in particular? Or do you just have like several that you're kind of like trying to sort out, so to speak? Um, We are focused in on the next step of Entertainment for Change, which is licensing off a curriculum that we built out, but using content as a driving force of sharing that curriculum. Um, So producing that content is something that I'm working towards. And then... um, and then, yeah, definitely, like, I have an animation concept that I'm working on. Um, oh, I'm still wow. As that an sounds exciting. Myself. Yeah. So it's all, it's all uh, a lot of different things that kind of all have something to do with each other. Um, obviously, still selling Jade and Jaded or getting it on the right platform that wants to share environmental messaging. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be cheering you on. And I have to say that I had so much fun speaking with you today. Well, you mentioned some of the websites, but what about social media? You have a very nice Instagram page. How could folks find you there if they'd like to? Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, all, of, all, of, uh, all of the social media um, all, all the social media handles are on the website. But it's also at Jade and Jaded um, is the web series at Jade Zeroff. Z is in Zebra, A-R-O-F-F is my personal. And then at Entertainment for Change is the nonprofit. Very nice. Well, um, thank you once again for spending so much time with me, um, for your inspiration. Um, I feel like in such a delightful conversation. And I certainly hope that you will come back and hopefully soon. Thank you. I'm excited to connect with you again soon and um, get coffee with you and get to know you even more throughout the years. This is just the beginning. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hollywood and Beyond podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by Stephen Brittingham. 
See you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thanks for listening.